Welcome to Sacred Work, a podcast here to guide you through the inner work that allows you to share your light and do sacred work in the world. I am your host, Taylor Ray, manifestation coach and spiritual business mentor. And here we talk all things manifestation, abundance, impact, stepping into your purpose and creating the reality your soul came here for. It is my true desire to empower you to awaken to who you really are so you can quantum shift your life and business. You're here in Divine Timing Beauty. Let's dive in. Hey beauty and welcome back. Honored as always to be here with you and really excited to dive into today's topic, which is all about letting content creation be easy. Basically, this is a topic that comes up a lot for a lot of my clients. It's something that we were speaking about the other day inside of the Sacred Society Mastermind, really just looking at content creation and different ways that we can streamline the process. I don't know about you, but when I, especially when I was first getting started, I found content creation to be incredibly overwhelming. It was almost like this ongoing battle of feeling like I had to be in all the places at all times. And like, I could never really take a break or step away from creating content. And that felt exhausting. That felt like, you know, it was a constant job that no matter how much effort I put into it, it never felt like it ever really eased. And over time, I've learned a lot of lessons through this process and really getting my systems and my processes within my business streamlined in a way that means that we are really being smart when it comes to content creation and setting things up so that it is easy and so that we aren't constantly burning ourselves out thinking we have to create 50 new pieces of content a week in order to stay relevant. And so that's really what I want to speak to today, because no matter where you're at on your entrepreneurial journey, you know, obviously the online world is such a paramount part to the development and the growth of a business, regardless of whether your services or your products are only sold online, or if it's, you know, a face-to-face service or product that you deliver, doesn't matter. You know, ultimately, having an online presence, you know, it's 2021. (laughs) It's such an important part of the puzzle when it comes to marketing your business. And so that's really what I want to speak about today, because like I said, it doesn't matter where you're at on your journey. It is something that we do want to look at because like I said before, a lot of us do feel overwhelmed and feel as though we have to just be generating a million pieces of content for a million different platforms in order to stay relevant to our audiences. And there's a way to shift this so that it doesn't have to be so hard. And that's what I want to break down for you today and to really bring in three different points, three key tips that will make content creating easier than ever for you. So the first one that I want to touch on is giving yourself permission to bring your personality into the way that you show up and create content. This might seem a little bit confusing, especially if you're not a personal brand, if your personal identity isn't a part of the services or the products that you offer. But even so, you need to create a brand personality and you want that to be authentic. You want that to be embodied with who you truly are. And I know that a lot of you listening are coaches or course creators or soul-based entrepreneurs, service providers. I know that a lot of you are really infused 
in your business, which is so, so beautiful. And like I said, even if you're not, then just think about this from your brand personalities perspective. And I'll quickly touch on that before I dive in more to this point, but some really good examples, you know, if we think about Frank Body Scrub, you know, that company has really created a beautiful brand identity. Frank Body, like the scrub is the identity, you know, you're listening to and hearing from Frank, uh, which is just the body scrub, you know, things like that. Uh, If you're not familiar with their marketing, highly recommend checking it out. They're very, very clever. Go to, they are another brand that's in the skincare and, uh, you know, lip balms and all of that sort of line. They do amazing face masks. Again, there's so much brand personality infused into there, which comes from a lot of the personality of the founder of the brand, Zoe Foster Blake. Her writing style and her the way that she sort of communicates is infused into it, even though it's a product, even though it's separate to her. You know, she has a huge team that, you know, is obviously doing all of the marketing. It's not her doing it. But even so, you feel connected to the product and you feel like you have a relationship with the product. And if you think about your favorite brands, your favorite products, even if it's not a personal brand, you will feel some sort of personal connection to that brand based on the way that they communicate through their marketing marketing. So I just wanted to touch on that first and foremost, just in case you're like, Tay, this doesn't relate to me because I'm not a personal brand. It relates, trust me. But regardless, so both ways, personal brand or not, you really want to give yourself permission to infuse your personality into it. That is going to be an amazing tip twofold for two reasons. Number one, it's really going to mean that your audience is going to resonate with you. Like I said before, our favorite brands, the ones that are our go-to brands, the brands that, you know, we recommend or we buy as gifts for other people or, you know, they're the person or the, the brand that we love to learn from. We have some sort of relationship with it. We feel somewhat connected to it. And that really comes down to the customer buying journey, you know, building that know, like, and trust. That's going to come a lot faster when you allow yourself to show up as who you really are. Stop people pleasing. Stop feeling like you have to be something other than what you are. I see it a lot, especially when people get started, this feeling, this obligation to be so professional and so serious. And I think a lot of that comes for most of us if you know, if we've been in the nine to five, you know, we're coming over into, you know, our own businesses, into the entrepreneurial world. And sometimes a lot of the beliefs that we, you know, were sort of enforced in us within the nine to five about, you know, being a certain way, we can sometimes carry those beliefs over into the way that we show up within our own brands. And it doesn't have to be like that. Honestly, this was really transformative for me inside of my business when I just gave myself permission to show up fully as myself, as all that I am. And that's in everything, you know, in the way that I speak to you here on the podcast, in the copy that I write for our ads or, you know, for social media posts, organic marketing, um, in the emails that I write, it's all very infused with my personality. And that is why people feel really connected to me through the content that I create. It's creating me online in a digital presence that's going to be evergreen in most cases, helping to build relationships with people whenever they come across it. So if you've been struggling with creating content and it's been feeling really hard, ask yourself, am I allowing my true self to shine through the content I'm creating or am I trying to be something that I am not? Because more than likely it's the latter and that's where that resistance is coming up. So take a step back and ask yourself, how could I be more authentic? How can I be more me? How can I give myself permission to start letting people see who I truly am through the content that I'm creating? So that's my first tip for you. Really allow yourself to be infused into your 
your brand personality. And the second one that I want to speak to is really when it comes down to planning for your content. Now, this is massive. Uh, This is something I help my clients with all the time, and it just really makes it a lot easier for them in terms of releasing the pressure and creating consistency more than anything. I think that's a huge one for a lot of us is just feeling like we're drowning and like we can't create consistency in our content calendars, basically. And that's, again, give yourself permission to pause. I'm going to throw in a little side tip here. We'll call it 2.1, 2A. Give yourself permission to pause and give yourself a week or whatever you need to get organized with creating your content plan. I found that this was really helpful for me when I was transitioning from feeling like I was drowning with all of my content creation to being in a place of of just my CEO self really looking at it and planning and putting together a way that means that my business isn't exhausting me. And like I said, this came from really giving myself permission to pause and looking at like, okay, what do I want this plan to look like? And giving yourself that planning space. And that might be a week. It might be two weeks. It might be a month. Obviously, try to stay on as much as you can. And a month is a bit of time to take off social. But if that's what you need to do in order to make the next 11 months absolutely amazing, then go for it. Like, give yourself permission, whatever you need. I like to do a week. So if I was in a position right now where I was feeling a bit like I was drowning in terms of getting content out there, I would give myself one week to sit down, plan things out. And I don't mean just surface level plan like... Like, we'll do three Instagram posts a week. Yay, that took me a week to plan. No, what I mean is like, look at your entire content schedule, your content plan. What is it that you have coming up? What is it that you're moving people towards? What funnels do you have in place in your business? What are the entry points? Really looking at your business from a granular place. And then looking at, okay, let's look forward to the next three months, the next six months, the next 12 months. What does that need to look like? What are the overarching themes? You know, are there launches that are coming up? Are there, you know, trainings? What is it that's happening within my business? And then looking at that and then planning out your content from there. So that's what I mean when I say, if you're going to give yourself time and space, that's amazing, but just make sure that you're utilizing that time and space really, really well in terms of planning out. So you might give yourself a week, but after that week, you are completely completely clear on what the next three months is going to look like from a content perspective in your business. So that's like my little side tip, which let's bring it back to the main one. And that is really picking a theme for each week. And this is probably one of my best kept secrets when it comes to content creation is not feeling like I need to think of something new every single day, but really thinking, really looking at my product suite as well. You know, I teach about your glorious product suite, your GPS in your business. What are your offers? What are your services? What do you provide? provide. And is your content actually aligning with that? Or is it just random stuff that you feel like you just need to put out there to stay relevant? Or are you just like jumping on trends left, right, and center? Because if you're doing that, that can, I guess, be good in terms of like engagement, but engagement means nothing if it's not actually moving people towards something in your business. Like the bottom line, you want to be expanding the number of people that you're serving and growing your revenue. So you want to make sure that you're not just making content for content's sake. What is that content actually leading towards? So this is where I love to really look at, you know, the different offers that I have in my business and how is my content serving 
me and serving my audience in terms of helping them move towards some of those different offers. So you can really look at that and then start to pick out themes for your week. So if you've got a particular offer, you know, maybe you could put together a four part sort of process towards, you know, educating your audience. What does that look like? You know, what is the journey that they are going on? If you think about that, then you've got four main themes for the month and there's your month's worth of content basically planned out because then you've got four key pillars. That's four weeks. That's basically your month, give or take. And then each of those pillars are what you can then base your content around. So I really hope that gives you a bit of a different perspective instead of being like, cool, in a year, I've got to think of 365 topics, one for every day. Instead, you could think of 52. Okay, because that's obviously the number of weeks in the year. And so, you know, you've just gone from 365 to 50. So roughly, you know, you've cut your content by seven times, you know, like think about it like that. Like you can either do daily and think of an individual thing for every single day or divide that by seven and just think of 50 different topics. And there's basically your whole year worth of content. And then you can break it down, which is what my third tip is for you. And honestly, this is everything. I teach this in my mastermind, the golden repurposing rules. So really looking at how you can repurpose your content. I know there'll be some of you listening who limiting beliefs will come up and you'll be like, oh no, but you know, I don't want to say the same thing over and over again. Or what if people see it on multiple platforms and you know, they get bought. No, trust me. The internet is such a noisy place. There is so much going on attention. We are in the attention economy. So like literally getting people's attention and keeping it is everything. And trust me, if people see something from you once, they could see it from you seven times and that's still probably not, it's not necessarily going to be boring for them. Like they could see it from you multiple times in multiple different ways. And maybe on the sixth or seventh time, it might actually click for them. Okay. I'm not going to get into a whole big podcast about repurposing, but I want you to hear me on the power of it. Because honestly, again, like I said, something I teach to my mastermind students is, you know, thinking from the top down. So what is your longest form content? How can you make that the main thing that you focus on and then split it up and put it in different ways. You know, let's take my podcast, for example, that could be one topic. So you've got your four topics for the week. That means four different podcast episodes. Great. If I record those, then we can transcribe them. We can use that copy elsewhere. We can use it for emails. We can use it for captions. Uh, We can take grabs, snippets, video snippets. If I film it, you know, there's so much. So I could realistically sit down for one afternoon, the first week of a month, record four different podcast episodes, and that could be the whole month's worth of content because we repurpose, okay? So I know that this is very top level, and if you have questions about this, please hit me up in the DMs. I'm at this is Tayray on Instagram and on Facebook. I'd love to help you if you're stuck with the repurposing side of things, but honestly, it's the most powerful thing that you can do, and trust me, the people that you're looking at that you think are everywhere online that are just doing all the things all the time, they're repurposing. Okay, they're not coming up with new content every single day of the year, let me tell you. Okay, so I really hope that helps you to give yourself permission basically to look at how you could repurpose and set things up in your business to be working for you. Okay, like I said, if you have questions about any of this, I would love to help you. Please do shoot me a DM. I am at this is Tayray on Instagram. We'll link it for you in the show notes below. But it would honestly be my pleasure. I do often do free sacred strategy sessions as well, especially coming into this end of the year. I've got a fair few spots open at the moment. So if you want to jump on a free 30 minute session with me to really assess your business, you know, it might be the content side of things, it might be looking at your offers. 
It might be thinking about funnels and what you want to be doing there in order to really scale out. There's lots of different things we can chat about, but wherever you're at in your entrepreneurial journey, if you do want to book one of those sessions, please just send me a DM again on Instagram at this is Tayray and we can have a chat about what that would look like and how I can help you for free on one of those sessions. Okay. So like I said, thank you for joining me. I so appreciate always, always spending this time with you. And I really hope that it has helped you and that there's been some beautiful takeaway for you in this episode. Thanks so much, beauty. I'm sending you love and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, beauty. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. For more resources to support your expansion as you manifest your desires, make sure you check out my website at www.taylorray.com.au. I'm sending you all the love and I'll see you back here soon.